0: For the second straight game, the Kings could not hold a two-goal lead and lose. Reason for concern or just meaningless preseason games. We'll discuss, as well as Sean Dursey's preseason debut, Gabe Velarde's goal-scoring touch, Kevin Fiala showing off his skills, and Cal Peterson still looking to find his game. We've got roster moves to share as well. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at 715 subscribers at last check, and our goal is 800 by the end of October. Thank you so much for your support on the YouTube channel and the podcast as well. And if you could, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the little bell icon to be notified when new episodes are released. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've been working in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online, where the game starts. We are four days away from the LA Kings season opener, October 11th, against the Vegas Golden Knights at crypto.com arena. Last night, the Kings played the Golden Knights in their second to last preseason game of the year, losing in Salt Lake City by a score of six to four. Now, I normally don't get too wrapped up on preseason scores. As a matter of fact, this score was literally wrong. We'll discuss that in a bit. But uh, what is somewhat concerning is that for the second straight game, the Kings, who are known as a solid defensive team, blew a two-goal lead and lost the game. On Tuesday, the Kings lost to the Ducks 5-4. They had a 3-1 lead uh, in that one. Last night, Kings jumped out to a 2-0 lead before allowing four straight goals. I think the most concerning thing to me is the defensive lapses we're seeing from the LA Kings. Um, The score actually could have been worse as Vegas didn't capitalize on some dangerous scoring chances. Um, And the Kings have been playing um, not a complete lineup, of course. The the, the teams and the players that we've been seeing, uh, this is not exactly who we're going to see on opening night. Um, But the way the Kings are playing in their last two games, especially in the preseason, to me, are a bit concerning. So let's get into last night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's start off by looking at goaltender Cal Peterson and how he looked in net after allowing five goals on Tuesday against the Ducks. As I pointed out after that game, I thought only one of those five goals was really on Peterson, um, that he was playing in his first full game after coming off a bit of an injury uh, in that uh, first preseason matchup against Vegas. So let's break down the five goals he did allow in Thursday's game. goal number one came late in the first period after Peterson did not see much action to speak of. It was a good start for the LA Kings what they were out to a two, nothing lead at the time. And Vegas did get a bit of good luck to get on the board. A dump in around the boards, took a weird bounce off the glass. Remember they're playing in Salt Lake city, a place that doesn't normally have hockey. So maybe that's a factor as well, that the boards are a little bit different. Um, And the puck went right to Jack Eichel of the Vegas golden Knights. He was in the corner. Uh, of the ice he found Riley Smith alone in front of the net and he easily put it in past uh, Cal Peterson Um, should Sean Dursey who was on the ice playing defense been a little bit more towards the center of the ice uh, kind of in front of the net he did kind of wander out a bit into the corner yeah but uh, I would say a little bit of bad luck and maybe some subpar defense on that first goal that Cal Peterson let in second goal um, after failing to clear the zone Former King defenseman, now Golden Knight, Braden McNabb fired off a slap shot from the blue line. It was deflected off something in front of the net and went in to tie it up at 2-2. Since McNabb was credited with the goal, it must have gone off an L.A. King, and I think it was probably defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot who was tied up in front of the net with a Vegas player. So another uh, bit of bad luck for Cal Peterson and the Kings on that one. The third goal came just after a uh, Kings penalty had expired. And the Golden Knights had the puck behind the LA net. Now Peterson went down on one knee to cover the post. Um, There was a pass to the left faceoff dot and a one-timer by Chandler Stevenson uh, beat Peterson to his left. Um, I've never played goal before, but I'm guessing his positioning Cal Peterson's positioning on that one could have been a little bit better. Yes. He goes down to, we see goalies do this a lot. They'll go down to one knee so they can cover the post for any kind of a potential wraparound because they can't really see over their shoulder when a opposing player has the puck behind the net and then the puck comes out kind of in front off to the side and then a one-timer and he couldn't move or didn't react to it quick enough so um, also Blake Lizotte was playing defense on Chandler Stevenson and, and was a little bit late getting over him to try and uh, get in that shooting lane as for the fourth goal uh, we're going to talk more about the circumstances around this goal in a minute but a point shot went off the post John from March. So there was put it was there to put in the rebound after TJ Tynan lost his man and let him uh, get to the front of the net. The fifth goal, uh, Blake Lazat would intercept a pass in the high slot, but he couldn't control it. He fumbled in his feet. Uh, The pass or the puck, I should say, ended up being corralled by one of the Golden Knights players who passed it over to the right faceoff dot where Riley Smith scored on a one timer. Um, Lazat needs to do a better job of corralling that puck and clearing it out of the zone. Uh, And then the sixth goal allowed was an empty net goal. So of the five goals allowed by Cal Peterson, I would say two of them, I would probably say were not played well by Peterson. Um, He didn't get a lot of help from his teammates, to be honest. And there was some bad luck as well. We talked about the pass around the boards that had a weird deflection. And then, uh, you know, the own goal, if you want to call it that off of one of his teammates. That said, sometimes a goalie needs to make a save, even if he finds himself in a tough spot or um, you know, there was a, some bad luck, or one of his teammates you know doesn't make the right play for him. And Cal didn't have any of those saves against the Ducks. Um, he did have a couple of pretty good saves, though, against the Golden Knights on Thursday. Um, he made a great save off of Brett Howden after the Kings um, turned the puck over. Brant Clark fumbled a pass in his own zone from Kevin Fiala. Uh, Peterson had a couple of good saves on one of the three power plays for Vegas. Um, bottom line, though, was Cal Peterson's performance good um i would say it was okay he's certainly not on his game at this point um is is he where the kings want him to be at this point as the regular season approaches i would say probably not um what are they going to do with him to try and get him on his game before the regular season starts so i'm really curious to see if they play him on saturday in the preseason finale um Jonathan Quick is going to be the opening night starter. Again, that hasn't been officially announced, but he's played well, very well in the preseason, and Cal hasn't. So I don't see any reason why you would go to Cal at this point. Um, He definitely looks rusty. Um, So I wonder if maybe, again, they'll play Cal Peterson in that final preseason game to try and get him on track a little bit because I don't think he is where he wants to be. I don't think he's where the Kings want him to be at this point. Yes, Jonathan Quick, I think, should clearly be the number one goalie. And so you may think, so what's the big deal if the backup isn't on his game at this point? Well, at some point he needs to be because at some point Cal Peterson's going to have to play. Um, Even if Jonathan quick ends up being clearly the number one goalie because of his age, you don't want uh, Jonathan quick carrying a heavy, heavy load. You need a solid Cal Peterson to spell him a little bit more than what a normal number two goalie would do. So, um it is a little bit concerning the way cal peterson is playing at this point again i don't think he's terrible but i don't think he's where he needs to be and um so we'll see maybe the solution is on saturday that you want to get jonathan quick a little bit of work before the regular season gets underway on tuesday so maybe you play him half the game maybe you play cal peterson for half the game um i'm not sure but i will be curious to see what they do on saturday and um as i said right now is Cal Peterson where the Kings want him to be at this point? I don't think so. I think he would admit that as much. And uh, and frankly, is the team defensively where they want to be getting ready to start the regular season? No. Um, hopefully a better effort against the Ducks on Saturday. Also wanted to focus on defenseman Sean Dersey, who was playing in his first preseason game. And there were some pluses and minuses to his game. Dursey was paired up with Tobias Bjornfoot, who was on the left side. And Dursey did quarterback uh, quarterback the Kings' second power play unit, and he did lead the Kings with three points. He had a goal and two assists. Dersey scored on the power play late in the game on a point shot that found its way into the net. He also had a secondary assist on a Trevor Moore power play goal and uh, made a good pass from the point to Arthur Kaliev with the right faceoff dot. Moore put in a rebound on the Kaliev shot. Dersey also had a secondary assist on the Kevin Fiala goal that opened up the scoring uh, as well. Um, however, defensively, Dersey, like the rest of the team, did have some issues. He did stray too far away from the front of the net on that Golden Knights first goal. Uh, there was a dump in off the boards um, that I mentioned found its way to the front of the net. And uh, Dersey could have been more in the center of the ice on that play, although it's hard to anticipate a, a weird bounce around the glass. But Um, you do need to try and do that, try and figure out where the man is and stay closer to him. Um, Jersey also took back-to-back penalties with the game tied at 2-2, and although officially the Kings did not allow a power play goal on either of those penalties, uh, realistically the the Golden Knights did score uh, on the second penalty after it expired, so it did actually kind of help lead to an opposing goal. All in all, some good and some not so good for Jersey, which I suppose is to be expected in his first game action since game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Edmonton Oilers. And um, again, not surprisingly, Jersey, known more for his offense than his defense. I thought his defensive game was okay. Um, Offensively, though, he did contribute and scored a goal. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of Kings players who continue to shine this preseason. And we will give you the details on that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you about. BetOnline.net because it's your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball with the playoffs underway today. You've got MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. While the Kings' defense is still a bit of a work in progress, the Kings' offense and power play continues to look strong. L.A. went 2-for-3 on the power play in Thursday's game with goals from Trevor Moore and Sean Dersey, which we talked about already. Uh, the Kings have had seven power play goals in their six preseason games so far. And if the Kings can continue to have that power play success, uh, I think they are going to be um, effective Um, but they need to understand that they have to not just capitalize on their power play opportunities. They need to create power play opportunities by drawing penalties. Um, I think because of the Kings power play in the past, they probably were in, in a type of a situation where, you know, it's like if the circumstance dictate, we get a power play great. Um, but, but again, if things continue into the regular season, as we've seen in the preseason, then the Kings' power play is going to be an asset for them. And that means they need to be more motivated to draw penalties. That means being more active in the offensive zone to get your feet moving, to cycle the puck and make the defense work, maybe wear them out a little bit, make them reach, make them hook, uh, make them slashy on the hands, that kind of thing. So I don't know that that's something necessarily that the Kings have had in their mind offensively when they're in the zone. But again, if the power play is going to be this good, Uh, and it's going to be something that's going to really help them this season, then they need to have the mindset of not only, uh, you know, do we want to, you know, obviously create, create offensive pressure, but we want to be a team that creates pressure for a result, which is to actually draw penalties and get more power play opportunities. So I wonder um, if that's something that's being emphasized at this point. Um, But I I think it's a bit of a change of a mindset a little bit um, to, again, to say, Hey guys, we need to, not only work hard to score goals, but we need to work hard to to draw penalties and get power play opportunities because it looks like this power play is going to be uh, a real asset for us um, this postseason or this uh, regular season. At least that's the hope. Uh, Gabe Velarde had another solid game. Um, he had a, uh, a, a goal scored in close uh, from in front of the net after Trevor Moore passed to him from behind the net. Trevor Moore also having a pretty quiet, solid preseason, I would say. But Velarde um, also had a deflected shot off the post. He had a really nice backhand pass to Trevor Moore, uh, where he nearly scored a goal as well. Four preseason games for Velarde. He's got three goals to lead the team and one assist as well. So again, good to see Gabe Velarde continuing his fine preseason. Hopefully it carries over into the regular season. Uh, Kevin Fiala scored uh, a gorgeous goal to open up the scoring in this one and and kind of pretty much an individual effort uh, on that one. And it's the kind of instant offense I think that the Kings maybe have been lacking a little bit. Uh, certainly Adrian Kempe is a guy who can go end to end. We've seen him circle around the net a few times and score goals as well. So it's not as if Kempe doesn't have that great individual effort as well. But uh, Kevin Fiala is another guy who can literally take it, you know, from center ice, skate it in the zone, And just score based on his skill. And he certainly did that on this one. Uh, A beautiful backhand shot from some distance as well into the upper corner of the net. Uh, Just pure skill that uh, I think uh, we were all hoping to see from Kevin Fiala, who has had, I think, a pretty good preseason. It seems to be fitting in well on the top line. And we hope we see more pretty goals like that uh, coming up in the regular season because that was gorgeous. It uh, literally got me off my couch for a second there on the uh, first goal of the game. So great to see that skill from Kevin Fiala, the Kings' big offseason acquisition. I've mentioned that as a team uh, that I don't think the Kings have been very good defensively, at least not the first couple of uh, games, or excuse me, the last couple of games that they have played. But I do think that young defenseman Brant Clark uh, continues to play well, and he did as well in this game against Vegas. He was paired up with Jacob Moverari, Moverar, Moverari, I've heard it both ways. Uh, I'm going to go with Mo um, Anyway, I thought Clark played well again. Uh, he had a very nice defensive play when Mo Verari fell down. And always great to know um, that your defensive partner, if something goes wrong, has your back. And and Brant Clark had his back on that one. Also had a nice secondary assist on the Velarde goal. Um, also a nice physical play on Vegas forward Jonathan Marcheseau when he skated it over the blue line and Clark stepped into him and stood him up. And knocked him off the puck. Um, Clark, not known for his, for his physical play, um, but he has shown on occasion that he's not afraid to kind of get his nose dirty. I know he's known as an offensive defenseman, um, but he doesn't shy away when um, a physical play is needed, which I think is is encouraging to see. He's not just floating around out there as an offensive player who happens to be playing defense. He he's not afraid to play a little bit physical as well and to mix it up. Um, speaking by the way of Jacob Moverari, um, I did want to mention something about him that I heard on the broadcast. I think I was under the impression that he did not have to clear waivers to be sent back to Ontario, but they've said on the broadcast that was not the case. So apparently, um, if, and when Jacob Moverari is sent down to Ontario, um, he's going to have to clear waivers. I think he will though, because the good news is that most teams around the NHL right now, are a lot more focused on their own rosters and finalizing their own rosters than really looking much at the waiver wire and looking to add players. So, Jacob Morari, a very solid, good young defenseman, and he plays on the left side, which the Kings obviously need. So, um, he will have to clear waivers, but I I feel pretty confident that he will clear waivers. Uh, With one preseason game left to go, How do I feel about the way the Kings are playing? And also, we're going to tell you about some roster moves for the Kings. And I mentioned earlier, but the final score of Thursday's game was literally wrong. But first, don't forget the Locked On NHL channel has you covered for all of your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. That is the Locked On NHL podcast. I said earlier I wasn't overly concerned with final scores for preseason games, generally speaking, more concerned with how the team is playing as a whole. That said, the score of 6-4 to against the Vegas Golden Knights is literally wrong. Uh, In the second period, if you weren't watching, the LA Kings scored a goal that the referees didn't see actually crossed over the goal line. Now, it wasn't an easy call in real time, but TJ Tynan, who scored the goal, saw it, put his arms in the air, and and celebrated momentarily and the Kings kind of all hesitated for a moment as play continued and of course as luck would have it the Golden Knights went right down and scored immediately after that Um, now instant replay clearly showed the puck crossed over the Vegas goal line it should have been a Kings goal and thus disallowing the subsequent Vegas Golden Knights goal so the score literally should have been 3-3 instead of 4-2 in favor of Vegas uh, because the game was played on a neutral site in Salt Lake City, there was no video review available. So the reality is the Kings should have had an extra goal and the Golden Knights should have had a goal taken away. Um, so theoretically, the game should have been tied late and maybe we would have had overtime. But like I said, I'm I'm more concerned about how the Kings are playing than the necessary actual final score. But that was still disappointing to see. Um, I think it's great the Kings are playing in places like Salt Lake City, trying to grow the fan base and things like that. But it was pretty clear if you watch the game that uh, I believe it's the Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City where the Utah Jazz play. It is not uh, hockey-friendly at all. Uh, There were whole sections of of the stands that had to be kind of collapsed on one end. In each corner, if you're watching on TV, the, the corners were covered up. By just the construction of how how the arena is is made, there were giant ladders in the corners uh behind the glass on each side of the net, and we talked about that weird bounce around the glass so um is is salt lake city uh the arena itself great for hockey, no, but it was good for the kings and the Golden Knights to get out to an area that doesn't have n h l hockey very often and kind of grow the game there so good 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 on both teams for getting out there and playing in that frozen fury. Um, but uh, the arena itself and then no having the ability to have no instant replay, things like that, eh, a little bit disappointing. So to kind of wrap it up, how are the Kings playing right now? And I would say not great. Um, it is odd how the preseason has played out for the LA Kings. The first four games were more Kings-like, um, close, low-scoring games. Uh, the loss to San Jose uh, was by scores of 3-2 in overtime and 3-1, and then they beat Vegas, um and anaheim by scores of 2-1 and 2-1 uh but the last two games of the kings uh, the kings have scored eight goals which is great but they've allowed 10 um now one of them was an empty net goal but usually you see sloppy defensive play and kind of high scoring games at the beginning of the preseason and then as teams kind of round into form the games get a little bit more low scoring and tighter and it's been the opposite so far for the la kings which is a little bit odd um Now, you want the players to obviously use the preseason to find their games individually, but you also want the teams to find their games collectively as well, and you would want the team to be playing better as the preseason goes along. That hasn't really been the case for the LA Kings. Um, We'll see how they do in that final preseason game on Saturday against the Ducks, Um, but I would guess that Todd McClellan is not thrilled with the way the Kings have uh, had defensive coverage in the last two games. Um, Hopefully, we'll see a better uh, defensive effort in that final preseason game against the Ducks. I would assume we're going to see something very close to the lineup that we're going to see opening night against Vegas uh, on Tuesday. Um, but uh, yeah, the Kings, I, I, I was I like the way they were playing early in the preseason. I have not been a big fan of the way they have played, especially defensively in the last two games. But it is the preseason. It's not the regular season. So hopefully those things will get worked out before we see the live bullets coming up on Tuesday. Uh, There were a couple of roster moves to tell you about before we wrapped up the show. As expected, forward Leas Anderson cleared waivers, and he was sent to Ontario. Also, defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot, uh, who I suspect with the Brant Clark decision was going to probably be the odd man out at least early on. He was also sent down to Ontario. I actually have to say, I thought Tobias Bjornfoot had a, had a solid preseason. And I, I love the way he was a little more aggressive offensively. That's not what he's known for but he did show some flashes and some moments that he does have some ability offensively. So um, Bjornfoot sent to Ontario, um, but uh, certainly we have not seen the last of Tobias Bjornfoot at the NHL level, Um, but we'll see how it goes with uh, Brant Clark and the decision to be made there. And of course, with the depth that we have um, I'm sure we'll see Tobias Bjornfoot again at some point in the NHL this season. Uh, The, Kings also sent defenseman Jordan Spence back to Ontario. That was not unexpected. Goaltender David Rennick also going to the rain. And they also announced that forward Jacob Doty was released from his player tryout. So the Kings have 29 players left on their training camp roster, 17 forwards, eight defensemen, and four goaltenders. The Kings will play their final preseason game on Saturday at crypto.com arena. Faceoff set for 1 p.m. Uh, locally it will be broadcast on Valley sports West, and I will be out there for that preseason game. And if any of you are going out there, uh, and if you happen to be on Twitter, let me know. And, uh, I would be more than happy to meet up with you and say, hi, always like to meet uh, the listeners and the people who support the show. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to let me know that you're going to be out there on saturday and again love to meet up and say hi and say thanks for uh, supporting locked on la kings if you have any questions for me about the show or anything going on with the la kings the email address as always is locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com we are on twitter at locked on la kings and we have an instagram page as well it's at locked on la kings Hey, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world that is Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. I am Eddie Garcia. Thanks for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have a great weekend, and as always, go Kings go.